episode of Two Guys and a Chainsaw. Todd. And I'm Craig. Today's our last day of requests for this month, November being request month this year. And uh, this one comes from Jordan, loyal listener Jordan, who's actually guested on our show. Yep, yep. Her request was The Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, a 2015 film directed by none other than Christopher Landon, Michael Landon's son, uh, who also shares a writing credit in this along with uh, two women, Emmy Mochizuki. And Carrie Lee Wilson. Now, the, the Carrie Lee Wilson and Emmy Mochizuki don't actually have much to their to their names besides this. They've done uh, some TV shows uh, and some things like that. Uh, Christopher Landon, however, decided to go the screenwriting route, and he's written quite several horror movies and directed a few too. I think the par- several of the Paranormal Activity uh, sequels. Uh, I think he was also the writer of Disturbia as well. None of which I've ever seen before. This is the first film I think of his I've ever seen, and this is the, also the first time I'd seen it. Craig, how about you? Have you seen this one before? Yeah, I think I read about this movie when it was being made, and uh, so when it came out, I rented it uh, and watched it, and I just remembered thinking that it was a lot of fun, you know, really entertaining. And so when Jordan brought it up. Um, I thought it would be uh, a fun one to do. Uh, We haven't done something kind of funny like this for a while, so I thought we'd give it a go. Yeah, and it is. I mean, that's kind of how I would sum up. It is a fun movie. Um, It's not without its problems, and honestly, like, there are parts of it that I think I was clearly not the target audience for this film. (laughs) Mm -hmm. At times, this seemed like it didn't know whether it wanted to be a horror movie or a sex comedy, I think. And uh, yeah. I have to say, at times, it, it rubbed me the wrong way because of it. But um, I think that's just my personal taste, to be honest, you know? Yeah, see, and I think, I think I'm think i a 14-year-old boy at heart, so <laughs> I think that it, 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 it worked for me. I mean, it's, the, the humor is lowbrow and, and uh, corny, but it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, it starts out with a, I think it's a janitor in what seems to be the CDC or something like that. I think we later find out it's like a biotech industry of some kind uh, who's jamming out to Iggy Azalea. And he happens into a room with a guy who's working on something, obviously a serious scientist. The uh, serious scientist goes out into the hallway to get a bag of (laughs) Takis from the machine. And uh, while he's struggling with that, um, the guy inside pokes around a little too much and comes across a body. This scene, I think, really just sets the tone for the film. Uh, that's Yeah. Yeah, he, he comes across this body even after the guy said, don't touch anything. Of course, he goes in and starts touching things. And there's this body, looks like it's dead, but it's still hooked up to a machine and alive. Uh, and then he trips uh, after the body jolts a little bit and falls all over the equipment, and that uh, starts things uh, going a little haywire. The equipment makes his heart flatline or whatever. And so he freaks out and he jumps on top of this, what we later learn is a zombie and tries to give it CPR. And I, mean, I think we all knew where this was going from the beginning. Right. Uh, he dumps Tic Tacs into his mouth because his mouth is super gross before, you know, he goes down <laughs> to do that. Um, and then, then as he's doing chest compressions on this thing, his hands go right into it. <laughs> Like his his whole chest cavity just caves in, and this and the zombie at this point also comes alive, and uh, 
takes this guy out while the man in the hallway is still working with his arm in the machine now trying to free the taquitos uh, that are stuck in there. <laughs> Zombie Janner kid then comes out and gets him too. And that, that sets the tone for the rest of the movie. And these are the kind of jokes we're going to get. Like you said, it's really lowbrow. Uh, but uh, you know, I, I have I'm fine with lowbrow humor. It doesn't bother me so much. Sometimes I really dig it. Um, this movie was part and parcel, mo- more or less, all lowbrow humor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she it shots, is, I think. <laughs> but with a lot of good go- zombie stuff in it, you know. I mean, I got to say that much about it. Well, and it ends up being a movie about teenage boys, and you know when. <laughs> Like I said, I don't know that I ever really progressed all that far beyond that. It, maybe that has something to do with why I'm perpetually in high school. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's uh, who I have chosen to spend my life with is high school kids. And so the the humor is just kind of funny. And that opening scene, I think, you, like you said, just really sets the tone. It's it's really goofy. You know, this janitor's really goofy. He's really like just jamming out to this music. He's like putting his nipple up against the window trying to tease the scientist and it's all just really goofy humor um but then like you said it gets to the zombie stuff and and we get uh good zombie you know gore and and violence and uh and and that then sustains throughout the rest of the movie this movie in tone is somewhat similar to a lot of other movies you know it's it's Kind of similar to um, Cooties, which we talked about, where there was a zombie outbreak in an elementary school. Um, it's uh, reminiscent of Zombieland uh, in some places. Um, I don't know if, if it's quite as clever as uh, Zombieland, but it, it tries. Um, and I think it's a, a pretty decent effort. The next thing that we cut to is this uh, scouting promotional video, which is super hokey, uh, <laughs> and and it stars uh, Scout Leader Rogers, who ends up being the scout leader in the movie, and is, who's played by uh, David Koechner, um, who people would recognize. I mean, he's been in everything, but uh, he was yeah he was in the office. He was an anchorman. He was the goofy uncle in Krampus. And uh, it, it looks like he's doing this recruiting thing, but really the only people who are watching are these three boys. Um, and I say boys, uh, they're, I, I would guess, what, like 17, 16, 17? Mm, yeah. They, dri- they drive, so they're, they're old enough to drive. But they're, and they're these entering like, their junior year, right? They're in their yes. sophomore year entering their junior year. Yeah. Right. And it's um, these three kids who are going to be the central characters of the movie. Um, Augie played by Joey Morgan Carter played by Logan Miller and Ben played by Ty Sheridan. Um, and Augie is kind of the big kind of nerdy one. I mean, you know, he seems like a nice kid, but he's not stereotypically good looking. Uh, and, and he's the one who's really into scouts. Um, and then Carter is, kind of the one who has clearly grown out of this is, is way more into or interested in, you know, kind of teenage rebellion. And then Ben, who kind of falls in the middle, Ben's kind of, uh, the nice semi-popular kid. Um, and, uh, arguably, I guess Ben and kind of being the main character, but it's just these, these three guys who we're led to believe have been, best friends since uh they were little kids 
and they've been in scouts together since uh, they were little kids. And I guess this night kind of marks a big night because Augie is going to be getting his Condor badge, which I assume is the equivalent of kind of the Eagle badge in uh, the yeah. Boy Scouts. And so um, they're going to be camping out to celebrate this. But we find out that Ben and Carter um, have kind of been plotting behind the scenes and they're trying to figure out how they're going to tell Augie that they're going to be quitting scouts. They kind of feel like um, they've outgrown it. Yeah, and it's kind of a pathetic little scout troop. It's just the three of them, quite literally. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's if it's, if it's it's like the rest of the scouts have gone on to other things and it's just these three who've stuck it with it all this time or if the impression is that you know their over enthusiastic scout leader Rogers just hasn't been able to recruit anybody else but these three I mean they're the ones who show up in the recruitment video that presumably he plays all the time um, so you know either way it's just these three guys in this scouting troop so it's it's a little sad to begin with but that also you know this this sort of thing is inevitable right some of them are going to want to move on and that's going to be awkward because it's only three of them. Yeah, well, and I get the sense that that's fairly typical, you know, and and real life, you oh, know, lots sure. of little, lots of little boys are are in scouts, but they kind of, you know, people drop off as time goes on, and it's really only the most dedicated who really stick with it, and and very few people actually get the Eagle Scout, which. I, I, I want to just say I, I find very admirable. You know, it's something that's not easy to do and it does take a lot of time and dedication. And, um, you know, good old Augie, you know, he's, he's clearly <laughs> put in his time uh, and he's going to do this. But the other the other two are, are getting more interested in other things like girls. Come on, you've had fun. Had fun. Okay, past tense. Had. And now I am ready to move on. I mean, you realize it's going to be junior year next year. I mean, you know what that means, right? Right? Start thinking about college? We start thinking about pussy, Ben. Come on. Junior year is when all the girls become sluts. Oh, really? Yes. And if we're sitting here in these scout uniforms, it's going to be the male version of a chastity belt, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah. priorities. Come on. Uh, it was it's pretty funny. I'd say it was about 10 minutes into this movie that I realized this was basically going to be cooties mixed with American pie. You know? Yeah. And that's basically how it goes this whole time. It's Carter. And, and it plays with a little bit and mixes the zombies in with it a little bit and, and really goes out of its way sometimes to make a lot of these sex jokes in the midst of all this trauma and this turmoil still. You know, ooh, I get to see some boobies, you know, is kind of a... Right, right. <laughs> suddenly he stops in his tracks, you know, kind of thing. So that's that's the kind of movie it is. Carter and Ben are driving, and they hit a deer. And I just have to say, like, this is the best deer accident you could possibly hope for. <laughs> it, does, <laughs> right. it does almost no damage to the car, even though they hit this deer just flat, flat on uh, in the middle of the road. And, uh, and the only thing that happens is the tire is flat, so they have to change it. And as they're changing right. this flat tire, up drives another car with the other characters we're going to see in the movie. One of them is Carter's sister, who we learn Ben has a serious crush on, and she's super sweet to him. And then there's a jerk, of course, because there has to be, guy um, named Jeff, who is... Yeah, her played boy. by Patrick Schwarzenegger. No way! Yeah. <laughs> ah! I didn't even realize that. Oh my gosh. So he's the on-again, off-again boyfriend of Kendall, who is a Carter's sister. And then there's another girl in there named Chloe. And so they're all chatting, and Chloe, um, Carter's trying to hit on Chloe. 
In the meantime, um, Ben is queuing it up with Kendall. And at some point, Kendall mentions, well, it looks like the car, the deer got off better than the car. And he's like, what do you mean? And she turns and it's, and it's gone. And the deer's gone. They think, oh, that's strange. And um, in the meantime, Car- it turns out that as this other group speeds away, Carter comes back and says, yeah, we got, you won't believe what happened. We got invited to the super secret senior party for the year. So this sets up kind of our main conflict between the main characters, aside from the zombies, um, is the right. sub-conflict between them. This is the same night that they're supposed to do the camp out with Augie so that he can get his badge. But who? Wh- they can't pass up this opportunity to be invited to this super-secret seniors party where for sure Carter's going to get laid, you know, 15 times over. Right. So... <laughs> <laughs> So that becomes sort of the second uh, central conflict between those three people. It causes some drama and some group dynamics there. Well, and the the plan is that, and it's Carter's plan. You know, Ben kind of feels bad about it. You know, he wants to be a good friend. He's like, we can't miss this thing. And Carter's like, well, we'll we'll go to the camp out and then... When Scout Leader Rogers and Augie fall asleep, we'll just sneak out and we'll come back before morning so they'll never even know we were gone. They drive up to Carter's house and we meet his uh, grouchy neighbor, Mrs. Fielder, who's played by Cloris Leachman. And yeah. <laughs> you can't you can't go you can't go wrong with Cloris Leachman. No, of course not. <laughs> Cloris Leachman is hilarious. And uh, knowing that this is a zombie movie, you know, you're just just waiting. Like, come on, zombie Cloris Leachman. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. She's mean and she's angry about them, like, leaving the, like, trash can in her yard. You know, just your stereotypical neighbor. But she also happens to be the crazy cat lady, too. (laughs) Right, right. And you, you you meet her for all of like five seconds, so you know that this is just a setup for her to come back later, which of course it is, and it's it's pretty hilarious when she does come back. <laughs> um, then we see uh, Scout Leader Rogers um, trekking through the woods, and he gets attacked by the zombie deer. <laughs> Um, but he uses his trusty lucky pocket knife to fight off the zombie deer, uh, but then he's immediately also attacked by the scientist from the opening clip, um, and so we know that he's a goner. I have to say, like, at this point, this movie's pretty typical. Like, the script is not super unique. I mean, yeah, it's got it's got the scouts in it, but it's pretty derivative. It has all of what you expect in a teen movie. You know, the dorky friends yeah. who've got, you know, their their bond together, but they're, you know, that's being tested. Uh, you have the hot girl that uh, the one guy's lusting after. You have the other, the super horny guy. You have the nerdy guy. You have the jerk, you know, who's the hot girl's currently entangled with. And and honestly, even by the end of this movie, all this plays out exactly as it would play out in any other film as well. So um, it's predictable in that way. I guess the only twist here is the zombies are there. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but you're right. I mean, if this were just a teen sex comedy, like if you took out all the zombies things really would all probably play out the same way. You know, like, you know the cute guy is going to get the girl in the end. You know, like, you know you know, there's going to be lots of boob jokes and stuff. You know, it, and, and that's how it plays out. But I have to say that's one of the reasons that I like this movie is because I think that it melds those two genres so well. Mm. And frankly, 
zomb- the the zombie genre is is not my favorite genre in horror. I, I watch it all the time, but um, you've seen one zombie movie, you've kind of seen them all, really. I mean, mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot you can do with it. You know, I know that there have been, you know, like... 28 days later, you know, kind of came up with the fast zombies. And so, like, you know, there's there's different approaches. I'm not saying they're all exactly the same, but a zombie yeah. movie is a zombie movie. Well, and they all have the same this stakes, movie, you know? Yeah, It's, it's right. always the same conceit. It's the world is going to be overrun by them, right? And so we're all trying right. to escape them and stop them from overrunning the world. It's sort of like how every um, superhero movie is exactly the same. Right, the the world's right. always in danger. The universe, <laughs> right? And and this one, I you know, I think it does a good job of putting these two kind of genres together: the teenage sex comedy, and it's got the best of both worlds, I guess, is what I'm saying. It, it kind of it freshens up the zombie formula for me enough that uh, it's it's entertaining. Well, <laughs> um, it's got a lot of unique elements that I haven't seen in other zombie movies, and that's really what you got to do, right? I mean, that's that's the challenge of anyone who's doing a zombie movie now: is how are you going to make some unique kills? How are you going to play around with the zombies? And with a comedy, uh, you have even more leeway to go in directions that um, other zombie movies haven't gone yet. And there's plenty of that in this movie, too. (laughs) Yeah, and I I like some of the things that they did that you don't... I mean, it's not like you never see this. Like, you know, the zombie deer. Usually Mm. in zombie movies, it's the people who are infected. You know, you've seen Evil Dead. You've seen, you know, like, the zombie deer head and stuff. So it's not like these are entirely unique things, but um, unique enough that uh, it, it stands out a little bit. The the two boys, Carter and Ben, end up going to a convenience store because they want to have somebody buy them beer. And, and <laughs> Carter, Carter gives money to this crazy homeless guy out front who then goes in and acts <laughs> crazy. Stereotypical <laughs> drunk homeless man. I, I have to say, I thought this whole scene was rather silly, and I have to knock down the movie a few pegs. I mean... I I am fine with suspension of disbelief, and in comedies, things are wild and raucous, but there was nothing realistic about this scene whatsoever. I, they, <laughs> they, I mean, come on, man. They give this, this obviously overacting, almost offensively crackhead. stereotypical homeless crackhead who just goes inside, it's all super loopy and like pulling <laughs> random things off the shelf and piling them on. And I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this is supposed to be funny. And then he runs in and starts <laughs> arguing with this guy, which... In front of the shop owner, you know, blows his cover completely. <laughs> At this point, this, this woman walks by uh, from across the street where there's a strip club, and the strip club's name is Lawrence of Alabia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that had I was, me laughing I for was five talking minutes. about this. Oh gosh, yeah, it is so funny. And I was talking about this last night, and I was trying so hard to come up with the name of the strip joint because I, I thought it was so funny. And I was like, I think it was something like Alabian Nights. <laughs> like, <laughs> that works too. <laughs> but no, Lawrence of Alabia is, oh, is pretty darn good. It's so funny. And yeah, they they, they see this girl, uh, Denise. Costume party? Oh uh, no, I'm a scout. Like an actual scout? Yeah, well, we gotta camp out tonight. So you you work across the street? Uh, yep. Glamorous, huh? Yeah. I mean, I've never been in, but I hear it's nice. It's got a good Yelp review. 
What? <laughs> Nothing. You're just you're really cute. I don't recognize this girl. Her name is Sarah Dumont, but um, she's she's gorgeous. I mean, she's she's tall and beautiful, and uh, just looks like a badass. And he ties her strap with like a scout knot, <laughs> knot and. Uh, <laughs> She's kind of impressed with him, um, or or at least grateful for his help. And so uh, she's like, oh, you guys are such amateurs. Just give me a second. And she goes inside, and she gets the money from the crackhead, and she buys them beer. And so, like, she's, you know, obviously she's going to be the cool badass girl who is going to help them up later. And she does. I think she's my favorite character. I mean, it doesn't hurt that she's really pretty to look at but uh she just she plays the tough girl who takes no nonsense who you know she's not a damsel in distress she can hold her own and uh, she's a cool character yeah she's like rose mcgowan from planet terror or something like that in this yeah movie. yeah the next thing we get basically is a montage at the campsite they all join up with augie and there's a musical montage and them putting up tents and roasting marshmallows and having fun and whatnot of course you know they talk about where is scout leader rogers and augie's like well he's never late so i have a feeling he's just like testing me like this is my test to get my uh badge or whatever but this whole scene even though it's really short is actually really sweet and that's Mm. another thing that i think that this movie does well is establishing that these guys really are friends they they may be growing up and they may be kind of growing apart a little bit because you know Sometimes when you grow up, you the friends that you had when you were little, you have different interests, whatever. But yeah. um, they clearly they clearly have history, um, and and they have a close bond, and it's kind of cute. And Carter's got you know this thing where he takes selfies with everything, like he took a selfie with the dead deer when they hit it, and he takes a selfie with Augie when he hits him in the head with uh, the marshmallow, and that's just kind of a running gag throughout. Like later on, he's taking selfies with the zombies and stuff. Um, but I liked that. And, you know, I, I really like buddy movies and especially when movies can, uh, really make me believe that the characters share these kinds of bonds. I'm a real sucker for that. You know, it's like, I think that it's very eighties, you know, movies like stand by me and the Goonies and monster squad, you know, where, where these kids, their strength ends up lying in their friendships. Um, and, and so I appreciated that, that they took the time to kind of establish that because then moving forward, these guys have to kind of look out for one another and, uh, uh, it's cute. (laughs) Yeah. And it's convincing. You're absolutely right. It is convincing. And Augie and Ben share a scene and I thought this was going to be significant in some way where, um, they talk about, they mention Augie's dad and I guess Augie's dad died. And uh, and they just have uh, more or less. It's just a generic tender moment. It's really there's nothing going to be about Augie not having a father that comes along later. What this is is really to establish and solidify in our minds that bond between Augie and Ben and how much Ben actually cares for Augie. Because when it comes right. time for Carter to wake up Ben to leave, Ben doesn't really want to go. He's really. Not he didn't really want to go to the senior party in the first place. Again, Carter's priority is the women and all that stuff, and he's Ben's really. I mean, he's he's. I think he just has a sight set for Carter's sister. Quite honestly, yeah, yeah. And so he's yeah, yeah but but he cares a lot about Augie, and he seems to care about his feelings more, and that comes into play later on in the film as well. But they end up leaving, and they're trying to find this party, 
and we get to see a little bit of the party. And I don't know, man, this must be what a senior party is like in Deerfield, California. Like <laughs> in my school, people would all get together at somebody's house or something like that. But this is like right. a giant rave with professionally installed yeah. lights. <laughs> professional DJs in what looks to be like an abandoned swimming pool, indoor swimming pool or something Uh out in the middle of nowhere. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. Yeah. And like I, I went to some pretty good raves, I think in college, but nothing compared to this. Like this (laughs) looks like what I, what I would have like, if you were a celebrity and you were going to a rave in Hollywood, like that's what, (laughs) like wall to wall, gorgeous people, like (laughs) dancing and making out, like flashing lights everywhere. I mean, I, I would definitely skip the Boy Scout camp out to go to this party. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was thinking, Especially later on when, you know, the fact that this is a super secret party, so nobody but apparently all of the people there, the seniors who are there, like, know about it. I thought, no, this doesn't work because all the vendors that had to come in and set up the lights and set up the sound (laughs) system and all that stuff, they got paid. They would know that this was going on. (laughs) Wow. Carter and Ben leave, and they find the Scoutmaster's knife, and um, when they, they turn on the car and they turn on the headlights, Augie is standing right there. Like, so they're obviously caught, and they have kind of this uh, confrontation. I thought we were best friends. We are best friends. We were coming back. Really? After your party? You, you know about that? Everybody knows about the senior party, Carter, even a loser like me. Augie, don't say that. Why not? That's what you guys think. Well, we, we don't think you're a loser. Man, just... Just tell him. Gordon, no. Yeah, tell me, Ben. Come on, say it. We're quitting scouts, Augie. Look, it was fun when we were kids. We we have to grow up, man. Augie, we're still going to be best friends. Go to your party. Carter and Ben end up leaving and they they start driving through town um, and they can't get any radio signal and, and we've already seen that their cell phones aren't working quite right. I thought that uh, again, that was another thing. I liked this movie period, but another thing that I liked about it was kind of the slow realization of what was going on. Like, mm. um, you know, there was the the hint with the deer going away and um, then all, you know, like then they can't get any radio signal. What's going on? And like they're driving through town and all of the town looks deserted. Um, so they don't know what's going on right away. And they stop in front of that same convenience store where they were before and Ben notices that the door uh, to the convenience store is smashed and he thinks that's weird but then Carter realizes that the bouncer from Lawrence of Alabia is uh, not standing in front of the door anymore and he's like this is our shot you know the bouncer's gone we gotta get in there so they go in and in their scout (laughs) uniforms (laughs) yeah I mean, in the scout uniforms that they're in are like the scout uniforms that five-year-olds wear, like, <laughs> <laughs> like the khaki shorts and like, like oh gosh, it's and, and the you know the little neckerchief, like it's so cute or whatever. Um, but then they, they go into the strip club, and I just I thought this was hilarious. I, I just loved it. Yeah, the strip club's entirely empty. <laughs> But the music's playing, the, the the lights are going, and Ben sits down. I don't know what he was expecting. I think he was just sits down in front of an empty pole in the middle of an empty room, and uh, yeah. 
sure enough, a stripper comes out and walks down and does a bit of a pole dance in front of him. But as we can figure out by this point, it's a zombie stripper. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> when she comes up, she's lit from the back. And so you can't tell that there's anything wrong with her. And it's, it's, a, it's actually very sexy. And, you know, here's cute little innocent Ben sitting down at the end of the runway. <laughs> And she comes down and she dances for him for a second and it looks like she's going to kind of like she's reaching out like she's going to bite him, but in a seductive way. And that's when Carter sits down and Ben even says something like, there's something wrong with her. Look at her chest. What's all over her? No, no, that's makeup, dummy. It's a jungle theme. <laughs> and then and then she sprays the blood out like like it's like when she c- goes upside down on the pole and like leans her head back like her neck splits open and sprays blood all over Carter just like he's just covered in blood and and then the zombie bouncer shows up and uh chases them around and it's pretty scary um but then Denise badass Denise shows up and, and saves the day and rescues them and they get the heck out of there. They come out and uh, run for the car and they have basically, it looks like half the town starts running towards them all of a sudden. Uh, and right. uh, as they try to get out of, of there, the, the spare tire on the car comes falling off because they did a really poor job, I guess, of installing it the first time. <laughs> and they literally change the tire again <laughs> while Denise is trying to hold off the rest of the, this zombie horde coming towards them basically with her shotgun. Uh, and yeah. they, they manage to do it and they speed out of there. In the meantime, Augie has gone by Roger's uh, house. I guess, you know, at this point he's done camping <laughs> and he's looking right, for by him. himself. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and the joke here is that this scoutmaster has a thing for Dolly Parton and his whole house is <laughs> completely decked out in Dolly Parton memorabilia. I mean, from the curtains to the bed sheets. He even has like a Dolly Parton pinball machine in the living room. And, uh, and then he goes in and eats some food, and then, oh, his stomach starts rumbling, so he's got to take a crap. And so, again, you get more of this fart jokes, poop jokes. Uh, yeah, this, again, I, this is just not my kind of movie, you know? <laughs> I, and, and I thought that you – I knew watching this that that is kind of how you would feel about it. I just think it's funny. I mean, even the whole – Dolly Parton thing where the whole house is just like there's a Dolly Parton bust and there are oh, like that's life-size cutouts of her and and paintings and like it's just ridiculous like it's it's really stupid but I just thought it was hilarious <laughs> I like <laughs> that, that part like, <laughs> and yeah like you know Augie sits down and is taking a crap and like he smells his own crap and is like oh and so like he there's a window directly behind him and he opens it and a zombie's like creeping up behind him as he's like wiping his butt and stuff like <laughs> it's totally it's so juvenile uh, oh, but yeah. so am i apparently <laughs> because i i just thought it was it was really funny I, it doesn't pretend to be anything that it's not no you for know sure. like it, it 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 takes that that lame juvenile humor and it just runs with it and sometimes movies try to be super super clever and i just kind of roll my eyes like oh i get it you're super super clever uh and and this one's just like nope we're just gonna go for poop jokes and boob jokes and 
and I'm 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 down with that. <laughs> I'm, I'm good with it for sure. There were a couple when you said when you said earlier that there were some parts that you were like that you just you know kind of couldn't tolerate. Immediately there was one part that came to mind which we haven't gotten to. Yet, I think I know what you were talking about, you, but you know what? Um, oh yeah, I, I just thought it was so funny. We'll get to that part and uh, we'll talk about that that part as it were. <laughs> Oh, and then okay. So, so what's his name? The the scout leader shows up, um, and of course, Augie quickly realizes that he's a zombie, and they fight. But like when they're fighting, Augie like trips over the CD player, and so it comes on, and so this whole zombie fight is soundtracked to Dolly Parton's nine, nine to five. To five. Which I know, is so funny. <laughs> that was funny. I mean, there were. I'm not saying everything in here was totally juvenile. You know, some of it was really funny and clever. But then, what does he do? Like the bust of Dolly Parton falls down on him, and he uses the bust as a weapon. And, and it turns out, so he holds the bust up, and then the zombie goes face first into the bust of the bust. Like, oh, right, my like God. motorboats, motorboats, the bust. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, oh God, that's 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 not even as bad as when we get back to Cloris Leachman. <laughs> that was a part I didn't even really understand, but we'll we'll get there. Yeah. Oh man. So anyway, so Augie, the uh, you know uses like a can of WD forty and a lighter to torch Rogers, and then he ties them all up. Um, and then we get back to the other boys who are now teamed up with Denise. And I guess they go to, like, the community center or the police station. Police I guess it's the police yeah, station. Yeah, it's the sheriff's office. And, yeah, and there's a sign that says, All evacuation buses have, have departed. Um, so uh, they're going to go back to the car, but the car is surrounded by zombies, so they end up running into the police station, and there's a zombie cop in there, and then the whole zombie horde gets in there. And so they end up locking themselves in a jail cell. And it's one of those jail cells that I really believe only exists in movies and television shows where, mm. you know, it's just like a cage in the middle of, like, the sheriff's <laughs> office or whatever. A literal cage, um, yeah. But I, I, again, I really liked this. I thought that it was kind of a, you know, a, a clever little twist that they're just in this cage and the zombies are like reaching in trying to get them. And so they just kind of have to huddle in the middle where the zombies can't get them. And eventually they're like bored and they're just hanging out and talking and the zombies are all around and Carter's like taking selfies with the, the zombies. And, <laughs> uh, it was just, I thought it was. I thought it was funny. They have a, like they have a little heart to heart in there. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> it's cute. It's it saw that coming a mile away too. It, again, it's one of these parts of the movies they gotta gotta somehow give them a break so they can sit down and have their heart to heart and move the characters along a little bit before they get back into the action. But uh, yeah, they do that and uh, have a discussion about Augie and basically Denise is their conscience. You know, Denise is the one who's yeah. trying to tell them. You know, again, it's that stereotypical thing—the badass, street smart girl who's seen it all, who's the heart now, of gold. Yeah. Now, yeah, and also like wiser than anybody else because of it. Right? Mm -hmm. Tells them that they need to. How could they do that to their friend? Then they use Carter's condoms to get out of jail. <laughs> like, just I'm just <laughs> telling you, man. Carter, get okay. Your I'll give out. you. Oh. Yeah, I'll give you that one. That one was pretty silly. <laughs> they fly. They fly fish with the condoms. <laughs> that, that was really successfully. 
quite literally that was reaching. I'm sorry, but that was it was reaching in two senses. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. It, the movie's not realistic at all. Like everybody always shows up exactly when they should, and and mm-hmm. so. You know, Augie shows up at this point, and he distracts the zombies to uh, get them out. And there's some silly slapstick comedy about, like, uh, you know, they 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 successfully fly fish the keys with the condoms, but then Augie comes in and like kicks the keys into a hole or something. Um, but he gets them out, and they go running off, and they're being chased by all these zombies, and uh, they go through this fence or like a gate or something and they they close the gate but they close the gate just after they've seen this female cop before um and she's this female when before she was a zombie uh and it's this female cop with these huge boobs (laughs) (laughs) and when when they close the gate it's like she got through, but her shirt got caught on the gate, so her shirt just rips open, and these huge zombie boobs come flopping out, and like it goes to slow-mo <laughs> to show these boobs just kind of, like, bouncing in the wind, and, like, Carter's face is just, like, you know, he's huge and wide-eyed, and it's just, it's kind of a long shot just on these giant boobs, and then Carter's just, everybody else is running, and Carter's just kind of standing there looking at them, and then they're like, come on, Carter! And just real quick, before he runs off, he just grabs her boobs and, like, squeezes them for a second. Uh, and, And then he starts running off with them, and he's like, I felt them! I felt them! I don't think they were real. <laughs> oh, it's so juvenile. It's so 13-year-old boy. And it, oh, I just thought it was so funny. I laughed out loud at that one. Giant zombie boobs. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Does the car break down or they just stop? I can't remember what, why they encounter that they... Britney Spears singing zombie in the middle of the road. Yeah, the, it's the same. It's the crackhead from the convenience store but now he's a zombie and this you know it's hit and miss you know i i like silly stupid humor but this part they probably could have cut out i i I don't even really under i don't really get it like yeah they they confront this crackhead zombie and augie like is like oh it's just like in the wild when you face an aggressive animal you have to intimidate them so he starts trying to like yell at the zombie and then the zombie starts mimicking him and then he notices that the zombie is wearing a Britney Spears t-shirt, so he starts singing Hit Me Baby One More Time to it, and the zombie starts singing it. And so then, like, it's like a Hit Me Baby One More Time sing-along for a minute. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Ugh. And then a hot black soldier shows up <laughs> yeah, that's right. uh, out of nowhere and kills that zombie and takes them off, and, and he's only there for a second, and it basically he's only there so that we can find out that at 3 a.m. they are going to bomb the whole town. The military is going to bomb the whole town. Uh, But the boys, instead of wanting to get away, they want to get to this senior party because they they say, so you've evacuated the whole town? And and the soldier's like, yeah, we've evacuated the whole town. And they're like, even the people at the party? And the soldier's like, what party? Uh, You know, I understand they'd had to do this, and this is just, we're going to go with it. But I just want to point out how ridiculous this is. (laughs) 
Sure. <laughs> that this whole town got evacuated in a matter of a few hours, and that all of the parents of the hundreds of kids that are at this party right. just left without them. Nobody knew or cared uh, enough to, yeah, find out where these kids were. And well, yeah, and I mean, as, as you, <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. It is, and and that's the other thing too. Like, if you want to enjoy this movie, you're going to have to get over the fact that the script is really contrived. Like, so it because they don't know where the party is. But Carter remembers that his sister, Kendall, writes everything in her journal. So he's positive that she would have written where it is in her journal. So they've got to go back to his house to find her diary. Um, And so they do. And that's where they, of course, then encounter zombie Cloris Leachman. Um, (laughs) Oh, man. That was crazy. She's still peering out of her window at the neighbors like she was before. Uh, and right. But she's a zombie now. And while they're looking for the diary, she comes over and breaks into the house. And uh, as they're fighting with her, I guess they knock her dentures out. And so <laughs> yeah. at one point, she's overcome Carter. And she's super strong. Like she's, it's That's part of the, the humor of this that really works, I think, is that this old lady, um, because she's a zombie, of course, like has a super... So she's throwing these kids around. And uh, she gets Carter face down on the sofa, I guess has pulled his pants down in the struggle, and (laughs) bites his butt. And I thought, oh my gosh, Carter's going to die. I didn't expect that. But because her dentures were knocked out earlier, all that Carter says is, My ass! My ass! She's coming! My ass! so gross and oh. so stupid like like she is just face deep in his butt crack <laughs> it's just yeah. ridiculous so then the the zombies are all coming for them and they're up in Kendall's room and the only way that they can get out is there's a trampoline underneath the window and they're like we can jump out on the trampoline and jump over the 10 foot wall <laughs> to next door i have to say the trampoline scene was cool <laughs> the notion, like he leans out the window, and they find, and there's a zombie that's been bouncing on the trampoline the entire time, and he comes up and grabs him and starts to pull him out, um, and they have to pull, you know, uh, Ben back in. I thought that was a really neat idea, you know, to have this sort of trampoline be their means of escape, but also be um, a bear, you know, a way that the zombies are getting to them. That was unique, you know. Like I said, or like we said earlier, you got to find these unique things to do with the zombie mm. genre. And being a comedy, they have a little more leeway. And so, of course, throwing a trampoline and zombies on a trampoline was was entertaining. Yeah, it was funny. I'm, apparently, it was inspired by some video game, uh, one that I'd never heard of. Uh, but apparently, that was an escape route in some video game, so they used it. And it, you know, it was like you said, it's it's not something you've seen a hundred times, which is nice. Uh, yeah. In a zombie movie, um, we I, I forgot I skipped over the part where again we we have to take a moment for characters to have a heart to heart and uh, Ben and Denise have a heart to heart where she's trying to get him to man up and like she finds out that he's got a crush on Kendall and don't take this the wrong way but you have to man up yeah but I suck at being that guy I'm not assertive like that kiss me. What? Don't what me. Just do it. Kiss me. Are, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. I saw you checking out my ass earlier. I know you want to do it. Just kiss me. No, remember? I wasn't. Ben. Okay, for a second I did. Kiss me. And they do, and it's cute, and she's like, pretty good. You know, next time you see Kendall, just lay that on her, and uh, everything will be cool. Terrible advice, by the way. 
<laughs> right, right. That, that's that's exactly what girls want. You know, just walk up to them, just walk straight up to them. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but so everybody else jumps out the window, but Ben is the last one. And right at the last second, the the diary falls out of a drawer or something, and the zombies are coming in. But he grabs the diary. He goes to jump out of the window, but like I feel like the zombies kind of grab him, so he kind of loses his bearings, and he turns around and he just grabs onto the first thing he can grab onto, and he realizes <laughs> then when he's like dangling there <laughs> on the ledge that he's holding onto this old zombie's dick. <laughs> <laughs> and it's stretching yeah, and, as he's leaning Carter, out the window. Carter's like, hold on to that cock bin! <laughs> and then Ben falls out of the window, and it's like a, a shot-for-shot remake of when Hans Gruber falls out of the building at the end of Die Hard. It's slow motion. It's... Except if Hans Gruber had a ripped-off uh, zombie dick in his hand as he was doing it. <laughs> right. and, and I have to say... I have to say, Craig, as as much as I know this is the scene you were talking about, by the way, that I would <laughs> I would have an opinion about. And as much as this is like super juvenile, by now I knew what kind of movie this was. I was on board with it. And I was even thinking again the same lines. Well, I've never seen this before, so I gotta give him that kind of credit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if anybody else would have the guts to do this. But but then they just go the extra mile. And as soon as he's at the other side of the fence, he tosses the dick back over the fence and it lands in another zombie's mouth. <laughs> of course it does. Like, come on, really? This, uh, <laughs> the only this other is... place it could have landed would have been between the zombie cop's boobs. That would have been the only other. <laughs> no, it wouldn't have been the only other place. There are like maybe four <laughs> options there, to be honest. But like, I'm like, did this? I mean, I know the script was written for twelve year olds. Was it was it written by twelve year olds as well? <laughs> maybe. Oh, come on. <laughs> Oh God, it's funny. Oh, it does go the extra mile. So, so then they end up in Cloris Leachman's house, and I this was hilarious to me because there's a moment with Cloris Leachman's zombie cats, the zombie cats <laughs> attack, um, and they're like, you know, they're these cheap looking. It just looks like like one of them is crawling up. Um, Augie's back, and and I can just imagine that there was just somebody behind him, like holding this <laughs> stuffed thing, like, and it like shakingly comes up behind his back. It's like, <laughs> not the best effect in the world. No, but but they 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 run away, and Denise goes off like she's going to go get help, and then the three boys go to the party, and that's where the big kind of final showdown uh, takes place. There's there's a gross zombie eating out a girl gag and that's oh. how the the zombie plague spreads in the party and then it's just pandemonium and and I guess I skipped first because they're boys well not boy scouts excuse me because they're scouts um you know they're prepared so they go to the hardware store and they totally arm up with like all these badass homemade weapons like they do something with a weed whacker and they've got nail guns and all kinds of stuff and so they just are armed to the teeth with all this stuff and then they go to the party and that's where the final uh, showdown is it's a lot like from dust till dawn actually that was the first thing that came to mind it was like from dust till dawn and also peter jackson's movie dead alive where mm. it's just a complete zombie slaughter with the with 
power tools. And, and that was cool. Um, it was actually a really neat scene, I thought. Really well shot. Really seemed big. And these guys come in and they save the day. Ben ends up rescuing Kendall. Um, they end up evacuating the whole building, but the building's still filled with zombies. And so they tie off the door and the three of them go upstairs. They're going to have to find an alternate route because they want to save the rest of the people from the zombies. So they go upstairs and there's no other way out. And so that's when <laughs> Augie reveals that he's also made a bomb. And I think and uh, Carter says, what are you, the Taliban? <laughs> because that's kind of what they're going to have to do they just and they come to the decision quite easily uh that they're all just going to blow themselves up along with the zombies to save uh to save the rest of the group and they have a heart-to-heart moment here where you know, everybody kind of comes clean, and then uh, right at the last minute, it's, it's cute. I like. I I, my, <laughs> I thought it was really cute. Like they're trying to get the bomb started, but the the lighter won't work, and so <laughs> Augie Augie is trying to light it with you know a flint, yeah, uh, like a scout. And Carter turns to Ben and says. Would it be totally lame if I held your hand right now? And Ben's like, no. And so they hold hands. I mean, it's a silly, stupid little gag, but it's cute. You know, yeah. they're, they're friends. It's a it's a scary moment. But of course, everything works out fine. Yeah. <laughs> Denise comes in at the last minute, pops open something in the corner, which turns out to be like a garbage chute. And uh, she's like, hey, what are you guys doing up here? Get your asses out here already. Uh, and so they all jump out and slide out the garbage chute just as the building, you know, um, Augie manages to light it, uh, the fuse, and dives out, and they all get out just as the building is exploding. And that's the end. I mean, there's the, again, exactly what you'd think. They all kind of make up at the end. Um, ben ends up walking up to Augie's sister and plants the big kiss on her, which, of course, is hugely successful. And, uh, you know, go to credits, basically. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, the military shows up, and it seems like they've got everything under control. I guess they decided they're not they're not going to bomb it after all. That kind of goes by the wayside. When they when they first get out of the building that the dance was in, they encounter the camp master again, and they blow him up. Um, but then you know you get the happy ending with Ben getting the girl and all that good stuff, and. Um, then there are the credits and the credits are really funny because the first part of the credits play over all of the selfies that, uh, Carter has taken throughout the movie. In addition to many, many pictures that he didn't actually take. Um, but it's, it's funny. And then there's just a, a, like a mid credits scene where it, you know, is panning up to this building that the final explosion is at and you just see scout master roger's head uh and it's just like uh the end (laughs) oh my gosh yeah if you're not gonna come up with something clever for a post-credit scene you really shouldn't do one at all (laughs) i don't know it made me chuckle it made me chuckle I, i don't know i gotta say i thought this movie was just it was fun and like it's an hour and a half long it's not yeah. too long and it's it's really fast paced i mean there it doesn't lag at all you know there are things going on all the time um as far as zombie movies go it's not the goriest one i've ever seen but there's a good amount of gore the zombies look good they look really good you know they look like 
you know, good zombies from a good zombie movie. Um, there's violence, there's scares. I like the humor. I can totally see how the humor would be off-putting to probably a lot of people because it is really lowbrow. It's really juvenile. But um, if you if you like movies like American Pie or even like John Hughes movies, uh, I, I think that the humor works. It just... I I don't love it. It's not like it's my favorite movie or even one of my favorite movies, but um just for entertainment value, I I think it's it's good. I I would recommend it. I'd recommend it too, and I have to say I had fun watching it too. And I I'm going back and listening to my comments, thinking about my comments now, and I probably sound to our listeners like my dad, you know? <laughs> like I don't know, this humor is just a little too lowbrow for me. I just need to make it clear that I enjoy a good sex comedy. I don't mind lowbrow. Sometimes I enjoy lowbrow, and I don't mind if it goes kind of crazy. But I guess maybe in that case, I want my movies a little compartmentalized. And when you combine the super lowbrow, super juvenile stuff with this zombie movie that I just wasn't expecting, you know... And maybe, too, because it's it's got Boy Scouts in it, you know, and I, I guess I just had a different expectation for this film going in. Then it just came across to me as a little misogynistic, you know, in the watching yeah, of yeah. it. And, you know, in retrospect, having watched it now and having talked about it, they probably sat down and said, hey, why don't we take a teen sex comedy and combine it with the zombie movie? You know, right. and that was that was probably the conceit from the very beginning. I just don't, and and maybe it's because we've had like Shaun of the Dead and, and Zombieland and a lot of these other movies that have followed it or, or shortly come before it. Um, I just it didn't work for me. You know, it just it was just a little off. It was a little off putting. I don't know, but that's just you know honestly, it's just my personal opinion. I think other people are just like you are are, are just going to think it's fine. It's totally my personal opinion. Yeah, well, and I mean, that's the thing, like, it it does, I mean, it's only got a 46% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, you know, critics didn't love it, it's it's not like this, I I don't know if it has any kind of cult following, I've certainly not seen anything about it, I think it's something that's kind of flown under the radar, I guess kind of the last thing that I would want to say about it is part of the reason that I liked it is because I thought that um, the actors did a really good job. I mean, Mm. I I really liked these characters. I found the characters to be really endearing. All three of the boys, even Carter, who was kind of supposed to be the jackass of the group, the dynamic between the three boys. And then you get Denise in there, too, who's really cool. Um, I I just, I, I really liked the characters. You know, I liked spending time with them. They didn't get on my nerves. I, I wasn't hoping that they would die. You know, mm, like, <laughs> right. I think that was a big part of why I liked it, was the performance of the main characters. Had it been poorly acted, acted, um, then I think I would have just rolled my eyes and said, this is dumb. But uh, I found the main characters really endearing, and I think that was a big part of why I liked it. I can see that. I think for me, just compared to, we have so many other movies almost exactly like this. You know, Shaun of the Dead, Zombieland. You know, I can rattle them off. And so I think the fact that they're so funny and those other ones are just so clever that it almost feels like another movie following in its footsteps or in the same genre has a lot to, to look up to. And this one kind of took a different route and went extremely lowbrow. And maybe that's just why yeah. I, I knock it down and kind of consider it more of a middling movie than, you know, than the others. But again, Oh, and I, I agree. I agree with you. I don't audience. think it's a, yeah, I don't think it's as good as those movies, but I still like cool. it. 
And it was fun talking about it. It was. Well, thank you again for listening to another episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend. Uh, You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. We're also on Facebook. We have a page there. You could like us. You could let us know um, what you thought of this movie and also recommend other movies for us to do. We are done with Request Month now. We're going to be moving into, as is our tradition every year, some holiday-themed movies for December uh, coming into the new year of 2018. Also, we have written movie reviews that go up every Thursday on our website. Until next week, I'm Todd. And I'm Craig. With two guys and a chainsaw. Ah.